It is, uh, it's so good to be back together with everyone this morning. Uh, I'm glad that each of you are here. As many of you guys know, I was gone last Sunday. I was gone this last week. I mean, it's the first week of deer hunting. I'm not sure what else I would have been doing. Uh, but no, I was, I was off at the cabin for the week, uh, spending time with my family and, and deer hunting. That's the added bonus. Um, but it's the one time of year when kind of all the family comes together. My brother's home from the Air Force, and it's really a special, unique time. And so uh, it was a wonderful week. But I am happy to be back here with you guys digging into God's Word together this morning, just sharing life with you, as I've, I've said already. Um, in case you're wondering, I know some people have asked, and people are asking Pastor Lord during the week. Um, thank you so much for those of you who are praying. Uh, we did really well. We filled all ten of our tags already. Um, we shot eight bucks and two does, and I shot two myself, and so uh, it, was a, it was a successful week in that sense, um, but really, as everybody knows, it's, it's about the family, it's about the community, it's about the fellowship that you have, and, and that's the same when it comes to church, right? That's the same, it, it's about the fellowship and the community and the time and the relationships that we build with one another. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed Brianna last week, I heard very positive things. Uh, about that, and so uh, I was. It was wonderful to have her here with us last week. And this week, so we're we're getting into that time of year with Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple weeks. Not even two weeks now. We'll be at Thanksgiving already, and so every year Thanksgiving rolls around. And what are we? We're encouraged to be thankful, right? People are like, "Tell me what you're thankful for." What, what, what is it in your life that you're so thankful for? What are you grateful for? And so this morning and next week, we're going to talk about that idea of being thankful. And this morning, about truly being thankful. What does it mean not to just say you're thankful, but to really have a thankful heart? That when people see you, they, they realize it's not just empty words, but it just seems like, man, that, that individual or, or that church, they're just so thankful for what they have. They're thankful for the blessings that they've been given in their life and how God has been working in and through their lives. It, we're at that point now where we're going to start seeing daily Facebook posts, right? I'm thankful for this today. I'm thankful for that tomorrow. And actually, Facebook even created like a frame for their profile picture that says, uh, I'm thankful for, and there's an example here on our second picture that, that says, I'm thankful for... They're not working, Steve? All right. But it's just this idea that there's a picture and then there's a word underneath that says, I'm thankful for. Right? That, that's the theme of the season. That's the theme of, of thanksgiving and where we're at right now. And here at Chisholm Assembly of God, my desire is that we would turn our hearts and our minds towards giving thanks to God as well. Right? Many times we say, I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for my friends and my job, which are all great. But sometimes we forget to thank the one who fills our hand. Right? The one who supplies all of our needs. The one who takes care of us in whatever season of life we're in. Because what does the old saying say? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Right? How many of you, by a show of hands, uh, on Thanksgiving, you typically will go around the table and you'll have everybody share something they're thankful for, right? Many of us will do that on our Thanksgiving meal. We'll say, all right, we're going to take turns. We're going to go around the table and everybody say something that you're thankful for. 
But let me ask you a, another question. And this one you, I don't want you to raise your hands for. Something for you to just think about. But how many of you have ever thought or questioned, do I really have anything to be thankful for? Is there actually anything in my life that I'm thankful for or that I should be thankful for? Because maybe you're sitting here and you're going, well, I'm not doing very well at my job. Maybe I'm worried I'm going to lose my job. Maybe you're sitting here going, well, I, I, I don't even get along with my family. I, I, my family and I have struggles. I, I can't seem to make many friends. I don't seem to have a whole lot of money. My marriage is in a rough place. We're married. We're supposed to be in love till death do us part. But that's not the case. Or maybe you're in here this morning and you're single and you're going, I can't find a person to marry. And you're sitting here and so then you're going, what do I even have to be thankful for? What, 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 is, what is even going on that I should be thankful for? We all have something to be grateful for. We all have many things to be grateful for in our lives. So the question, what do I even have to be thankful for? We're going to be looking at Philippians 4 this morning. So if you'd like, you can turn to Philippians 4. That will be our main text this morning. You can read along in your Bibles or I'll be reading uh, it as well. We're going to start with verse 10 where it says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have relieved your concern for me, revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Verse 12. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of faith in plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Verse 14, Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the Gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Verse 16, Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Ephidus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a long passage there. And so we're going to take the next few minutes and we're going to break that down and, and look at the idea of, of thankfulness. Or getting our heart to a place where we can become thankful. Because maybe you're in here this morning and you're thinking, oh, if, if I'm honest with myself, I probably don't have a very thankful, grateful attitude. And that's okay. I'm glad you're here. This is a great place to start. Because we've all been there. Or we have days where we feel like, man, I, I just, nothing is right. I have nothing to be grateful for. So here are a few more questions surrounding being truly thankful as we continue on this morning. So how are we supposed to approach Thanksgiving 
And more importantly, how do we approach being thankful people? Right? So how do we even approach Thanksgiving? Or how do we become thankful people? What, how can you even get there? If you're, if you're unthankful, if you're ungrateful, how can you move out of that into a heart of thankfulness, a heart of gratitude? The second question is, how do we get our hearts right when we really are not thankful? As I already said, how do, we, how do we transition our heart? How do we change it? How is it, how is it molded from being unthankful to one that is thankful? When we say a prayer like, God, I'm thankful for, and then whatever may be after that. We need our lips to match our hearts instead of just saying empty words of thanks. Right? Because in reality, it doesn't matter what comes out of our mouth. It matters what's going on in our heart. Right? So we could say a prayer of thanksgiving for certain things, but maybe we're doing it because that's what everybody else is doing. Maybe we're doing it because when we ran around the table and everyone was sharing what they were thankful for, you thought, I really don't know what I'm thankful for. And so you just kind of say, I'm thankful for my family. You know, but we are, our words need to match up to our hearts. Otherwise, people will begin to see that they're just empty words of thanksgiving, that they don't really mean a whole lot. Our words need to line up with our heart and what we truly believe. I want to look at three different things this morning from this passage as we prepare ourselves for the Thanksgiving holiday season. We get a good life lesson about Thanksgiving here from the Apostle Paul as he writes this letter to the church at Philippi. The first thing that we need to do to become more thankful, or, or for a heart to become more thankful, is to be content. To be content. Learning to be content in all things, in all seasons, in all challenges that we may face. We're going to read again verses 11 through 13 from the passage we just read. It said, Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned that the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Verse 13. I can do all things through Him or through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Right? We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Even if our circumstances in life don't seem great, we have to learn to find content in them. That doesn't mean that we simply sit aside and say, well, there's nothing I can do about this. So I'm just going to sit at home, sit on my couch, and, and whatever happens, happens. But it means that as we're diligent, as we're doing what God is asking us to do in our lives, even though the circumstances might not be favorable, even though things might not be happening quite like you want them to, we still have to learn to find contentment in our lives with what God has given us. God has given each of us many blessings. Paul writes here that we, he learned to be just as content with having a little bit as he did when he had a lot. Whether he had food on his table or not, he was content. He said, I've learned to live with a little. I've learned to live with a lot. I've learned to live with everything in the middle. I've learned to be content. I don't know about you, but for me personally, when I don't have food on the table, I'm not very content. I get hungry. 
I get cranky. Ask my wife. Sometimes if the food isn't done when I wish it would be, I'm not the most favorable person to be around. I'm just saying, just being honest. Because I'm not finding contentment. But we are to learn to find contentment in all things. If you're struggling to pay your bills and buy groceries, yes, that's difficult. Those are not the circumstances any of us hope to find ourselves in. But we learn how through it to lean upon God and find contentment in every situation. Paul claims in verse 13 that because of Christ, who gives him strength, he can make it through all circumstances. So what does that mean for you and I today? It means that through Christ, we can make it through all circumstances. He gives us the strength that we need to make it through whatever we face today as we follow Him, as we look to Him, as we seek the Holy Spirit and what He's asking us to do in our lives. We can make it through any circumstance. And that's where you and I, we need to be at. It's where God wants and expects us to be. Content. We should be so reliant and dependent on Christ for strength that we, cannot be con- that we can be content with whatever circumstances we're in. We should say, you know what, this month has been tough. And, and, and maybe, maybe the, the food is not real great at the end of the month, but you say, God, you're strengthening me. God, I know you're providing what I need, and I'm going to be content because you're going to strengthen me. You're going to provide what I need to make it through this difficult time. I'm relying upon you. Actually, not relying upon I'm dependent upon you. My life is in your hands. He will help us with whatever circumstances we're in. I think if I was to ask us this morning, actually I will, how many of us desire to be content in life? Right? I think every single one of us is going to say, yes, I desire to be content in my life. And we can become more content as we learn to depend and rely upon Jesus Christ. As we, we learn to find our strength is through Him, not in ourselves. Our strength is not in us as a church right here. Our source is God. It all comes through Him. And that's where we find our strength. Learning to be content. The second thing this morning that I want to talk about is we strive to become more thankful people is actually exactly that. Number two, to be thankful. To be thankful. And that might sound, might sound funny because we go, well, it's Thanksgiving and of course we're thankful. But this goes back to the idea, are, are what, the words you're saying actually matching up with what you feel in your heart? What you're believing? Are you really thankful? Verses 14 through 16 read, Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except only you. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. So here we see the Apostle Paul again. He's saying that you guys, the church in Philippi, you were the only church of the many churches that he started as a missionary that supported him. And even when he wasn't in Philippi, even when he was in Thessalonica, it says, 
You were still supporting me. You were still helping me. You were sending funds my way. This isn't, this isn't the Apostle Paul complaining. This isn't him saying, I wish that more of these churches and more of these cities would get on board and start supporting me. That's not what he's saying right here. His circumstances maybe weren't the best. They maybe weren't all that they could have been. And maybe he wasn't getting everything he wanted. But yet, he was still thankful. Right? Because reality is, is, we don't always get what we want, right? Everything's not always perfect. That's just a sad fact of life. And we learn that from a young, young age, that we don't get everything we want. But he was still thankful. In verse 15, he says, the church of Philippi was the only one that supported him. The only one who gave him anything at all. The Philippians understood what the gospel meant from the first time they heard it. They knew that it would mean for others to hear the gospel, so they sent help to Paul, contributing to spreading the gospel. So they said, the only way that other people are going to hear the gospel that we've heard, that we believe and understand, is if we're willing to support and send people out to share it. Right? He said, the Philippians said, that's the only way the gospel is going to spread, is if we support people and send them out with the good news. And that is why today we still do that exact thing. We support missionaries and we send them out so the good news can be spread. Right? It's not just for Chisholm. It's not just for the Iron Range. The good news is for all people that all may have a chance and an opportunity to hear the message of hope. That's why they sent Paul out. They understood the necessity, the need for the, the gospel to be spread. And that was going to be through sending individuals through supporting individuals like Paul. A couple questions. Would Paul have wanted help from all of the churches that he started? Yes, I'm sure he would have, right? I'm sure it would have been wonderful if each church would have been able to support him no matter how little or how much it might have been. But was he still thankful even though he only got help from one? Yes. He was still thankful. You know what? The reality is, is no matter how little he got from the, the church in Philippi, it was more than he had on his own. Right? It was more than he had when he started. And, and I think sometimes as a church, when it comes to finances and it comes to individual giving, sometimes we think, but what I have to give is so little. What difference will it make? It can make all the difference in the world. Because if everybody gives their little bit, a little bit becomes a whole lot. But we learn, it says here, still to be thankful in that which we get, that which we've been blessed with, that which we have of support. Paul was thankful for it. How often are we thankful for what we have, even when we don't get everything we want? Right? And that's kind of a, a little bit of kind of a gut check. Like, are we thankful for what we have, even when it's maybe not exactly what we wanted? How many of you during your life have gotten some money from your parents for a trip or an event and you ended up disappointed because you didn't think it was enough? Right? Or maybe, maybe someone gave you a gift for Christmas and it just didn't turn out to be what you wanted. They knew what you wanted, but they got you something different and you just... That, that kind of, not bitterness, but maybe a little bit of that resentment of like, you knew what I wanted. 
You know, instead of just being thankful for what they gave you. Right? Because any gift is wonderful. Right? Any gift is a blessing. Because reality is if someone else blesses you with a gift, that's one less thing you have to get yourself. So how many of us, uh, maybe, maybe somebody bought you an electronic gadget. For example, maybe they bought you some watch. But it wasn't the nicest or maybe the most name brand one. And so you got upset with what you're given. Right? Instead of just enjoying the blessing that it is to receive a gift from somebody, we become upset and we're not thankful because it wasn't exactly what we wanted. And that's the same in our spiritual life. Maybe things don't happen exactly like what we wanted or what we planned. Right? When I was 16, I wrote out, this is hypothetical, I didn't do this. But I wrote on a plan. I was going to be married by this date. I was going to have kids by this date. You know, we, we make these plans and, and maybe we're giving our heart to the Lord and everything we have. And that's just, that wasn't God's plan. That wasn't how He had in mind for you. And so then you go, man, God didn't do what I was hoping He was going to do. But yet, actually, God was setting up something amazing that was going to come a little bit later. And then you realize in hindsight, I'm thankful for what God did and how He did it in His perfect timing. And how He did it and brought everything along just as it needed to be. But I ask these questions because many times we're blessed with things, whether it's from one another or from God in our lives, that we forget to be thankful because it's not exactly what we hoped it would be. It doesn't look just like we thought it was going to be. We need to be thankful for what we have and what God has given us even if it's not everything we wanted exactly. But I often wonder this too. Would you and I, would we ever actually become content if we got everything we wanted? Right? If you could write out a list of 250 things that you wanted and you got all 250 of them, would you actually even be content then? Right? Like where, does, where do we draw the line? Where does that stop? Is it, could anything ever actually be enough? So we learn to be thankful and we learn to be content with that that we have, what God has blessed us with, what others have blessed us with. The third thing this morning that I want to share is to get our hearts right as we desire to become more thankful people is to be confident. Right? This, is, this, this can be a tough one at times, especially as Christians... We talk so much about humility. And humility is a wonderful thing. I'm not at all saying we're not to be humble and, and full of humility. But sometimes we say, if we're, if we're to be humble, we can't be confident. And that's not true. Scripture tells us over and over again, we are to be confident in Christ and who we are through Him. Right? Not in ourselves, but through Him and what He's done in and through our lives. Verse 19 and my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right? So we are to be confident because it says here, God's going to supply everything we need. Right? He's going to supply everything we need in accordance with His riches in Christ Jesus. His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He will supply all that we need. Right? He's got a cattle on a thousand hills. Right? He has everything. And God will take care of your needs as you cling to Him. And as a result, we can find confidence. We can say, hey, you know what? 
I can be confident because when you're confident, it's a whole lot easier to be thankful, right? For a person that lacks confidence, it's hard for them to be thankful because they're so worried about everything that's going on around them. But when we're confident in who we are in Christ, we're confident in who we are as a church and what God is asking us to do, it's easy for us to be thankful and say, God, thank you for the way you're blessing this church. Thank you for the way we're seeing the lost saved. Thank you for the impact we're having on this community. We're so thankful and grateful that we get to be a part of it. But maybe during the years where, where maybe we're, we're struggling to see a lot happen. Maybe we're not seeing great things happen. Maybe we're not seeing a whole lot of people come to our church that aren't saved. And we lose that confidence. What do we begin to do? We begin to not be as thankful anymore. Right? We begin to say, but God, I wish it actually looked like this. I, I, I thought our church was going to look like this in five years, but yet it looks like this now. But learning to be thankful, learning to be content and finding confidence through Christ. Paul tells us here in verse 19 that as a believer, God will supply every need of yours. Every need. Each of us in here have needs this morning. God will supply that need. God will take care of you. He will provide for that need as you follow Him, as you cling to Him. Just like God met Paul's needs in the work of the Gospel, He tells the church uh, or Philippi that He will meet their needs as well. So that applies for us today. We are the church. Philippi in this situation. We are. That's who we are. We're the church. We're the body of Christ. It doesn't matter if it's in Philippi or it's here in Chisholm, Minnesota. We are the body of Christ and He provides for us. He meets our needs. This promise is speaking to those who actively support the work of the Lord, who actively have a relationship with the Lord as we seek to serve and give for the glory of God, for the advancement of His kingdom, God will bless us beyond measure. Right? It doesn't say God will bless us. It doesn't say that, that things will be well. It says He will bless us beyond measure. We won't even be able to comprehend it. We won't even be able to say, God has done this much for me. Because it will be beyond what you and I can measure. Right? That's a great thing to think about. The blessings of God being beyond measure. Hallelujah, right? Wouldn't that be great if we sat here and we said, man, we, we could spend hours and we wouldn't even touch on all the blessings of what God has done through this body. Because it's beyond measure. Because we have, we've given everything we have to the kingdom. We've given everything we have to seeking the lost. We've given everything we have to people having an opportunity to get right with the Lord and come into a relationship with Him. And He has blessed us beyond measure. That's not why we do it. We don't do it for the blessing. We do it for the advancement of the kingdom. We do it for the lost to be found. But a byproduct of that is the blessing of the Lord. This reminds me of a passage from Matthew 6.26 which reads, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they are? Right? It says the birds of the air. 
Right? It says they don't they neither sow nor reap. They don't gather food into barns, and yet your father provides for them. He feeds them. He meets their needs. Right? How much more valuable are we than birds? Just an example again of the love that Christ has for us. The love that God has for us. The value that He sees in you. Right? This is how much He values us. That I will provide all that you need. Birds don't have to worry about it. So neither do you. We worry so much sometimes about things and, and what's going to happen or we worry about what we don't have. Right? We have this, this, and A, B, and C and we say, but I don't have D, E, and F and I wish I did. We have to use what's in our hand, right? What God has blessed us with, what God has placed in front of us, we're, we're grateful and thankful and we say, man, but what amazing things I can do with A, B, and C. Right? There's still so much blessing here. There's so much to be thankful and grateful for in what God has done in my life and through my life and through us as a church. We can be confident that God is going to take care of us. Again, and my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I think so often we really do take for granted the things that God has given us and what He has done for us in our lives, myself included. There's many days where I tend to look past the little things maybe that God has done because I was looking for something bigger and it didn't come. Right? And we're not thankful. But it's a challenge just to say, man, I, even in the little things, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful for what you are doing in my life, God. I'm thankful for the people that you've placed around me and the blessing that they are in my life. What do we have to be thankful for, not only during the Thanksgiving season, but every day of our lives? First couple answers here are about God. We can be thankful that we have a God who is patient. Right? Thankful we have a God who is patient. Because we all need it. Right? We all need it. We're thankful for a God who still loves us unconditionally, even after we reject Him time and time again. Right? No matter how many times we screw up, no matter how many times we get frustrated, no matter how many times we walk away from the Lord, His love never changes. It's unconditional. It's always there. We can be thankful for a God who gives us strength through His Son, Jesus Christ. Right? We can be thankful for the strength that we get through Jesus Christ. We can be thankful for a God who will always provide for us. And a God that according to His riches and glory will provide everything you need. Everything we need. We can be thankful for a God who doesn't require us to jump through spiritual hoops for Him to come into our lives. Right? That you don't have to do all these different things to come into relationship with Christ. What do we read in Romans 10? It says, If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, that God raised them from the dead, we will be saved. Right? We don't have to jump through hoops. We don't have to do all these funny things to come into a relationship with the Lord. It says we confess with our mouths, we believe in our hearts, that God raised His Son from the dead, and we shall be saved. Worship team, you can begin to come back up at this point.
So now maybe we'll look at it at more of a personal level. What do we have to be thankful for in our lives or when it comes to other people? We can be thankful for the loving, caring spouse that God has placed in our life. Right? We can be thankful for the loving, caring family that God has placed around us in our lives who are patient. Right? And that's a tough one sometimes, right? Whether it's spouses or as family, it can be tough to be patient. But we're thankful for the love that our family and spouses bring. We can be thankful that we show one another forgiveness when we mess up, right? We can be thankful that, that, that we share forgiveness with one another. Because I make mistakes. Each of you make mistakes. But we can show forgiveness to each other. It's one way of showing love to each other and saying, you know what, I realize you made a mistake, but I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm not going to keep this unforgiveness and this bitterness inside of me because it's not good. Right? It's only going to fester and it's going to turn into more and more bitterness and get worse. We're learning how to forgive each other. We're thankful for the jobs that God has provided for us. We're thankful for the homes and the food that other people can help us with. We learn to be thankful. So this Thanksgiving and every day, three things that I believe we need to do to continue to be thankful is number one, be content with what God has given us even if our circumstances don't look great. Number two, be thankful even if we don't have everything we want. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe you didn't get exactly what you wanted, but learning to be thankful despite that because there's so much to be thankful for. Number three, being confident that God will meet your needs. Being confident, saying, you know what? I've done everything I know how to do. I'm working hard. I'm trying to provide for my family. I'm giving God everything I have. And then you can sit there and go, you know what? It, it might seem impossible, but my God is going to supply all my needs. My strength doesn't come from myself. My strength comes from my Lord and Savior. Being content, being thankful, being confident. That will help us to have thankful hearts. We're going to wrap up our time here this morning with a song. During that time, I'm going to ask that Pastor Laura and some of the other leaders and myself, we're going to be up front. This is going to be just a time for prayer. And maybe something that I talked about this morning struck a chord with you and, and maybe you're saying, man, I struggle in that area. Maybe thankfulness isn't, isn't something that I, I've been doing very well. Maybe I, I've, been, I, I've been so disappointed in what life has brought me and, and what, I, what I thought was going to happen that I, I'm just, I, I haven't been grateful for anything. This is an opportunity to just to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I see the blessings. I see all that you've done around me. I see the great people that have come around me. And I want to be thankful for that. Lord, help me to find thankfulness in my heart. Help me to, to be content. Help me to find thanksgiving. Help me to, to find my confidence in you. 